The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home, cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. Good morning and welcome to the Zamzo's Garden Show. And uh, today is a, another pre-recorded show. Uh, we we uh, had a, a pre-recorded show uh, in the previous weeks where we talked specifically about all of the questions that everybody uh, uh, had, uh, the, the, both because of the result of the show, but also in store. And and I had Matt uh, Maston, the manager of the Federal Way store, with me for that show. And and uh, and you did a great job, Matt. And back by popular demand popular. <laughs> Matt's back with me for round two of the frequently asked questions show and we're, we're trying to address all the questions that you may have and so just like uh, in previous shows in this particular show if you have questions you can email them to zamzos.com or on Facebook and we will uh, you know if we have to do another show like this in the future we can do that please so, please email them in because the questions that we're getting in are the same ones we're getting in the store yeah. So if you're if you have it, lots of other people do. Let's get everybody the information we can. No question, you're helping so many other people by asking that question. Uh, and and so let let's jump right in. We have uh, uh, a few of these that I think are. Uh, uh, becoming a little bit more timely given you know the the time of year that that it is uh, being early spring but but this first one I think feel like is particularly timely because uh, people are planting so much grass seed so the mm. the customer asks uh, uh, I have dogs and they always beat up my year my yard really badly and I and I need to reseed those areas mm. but I also want to do crabgrass preventer you know how do I do that right well there is a balance to it all. Um, the easiest thing that I could say is a lot of, if they're just specific patches, a lot of people will lay down cardboard and kind of apply the crabgrass preventer, the seed, you know, the seed pre-emergent to everywhere, but everywhere that you're not going to grass seed. Right. But if you kind of don't have that option, it's kind of all out throughout your lawn, just plant grass seed. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if your grass is fed and well done and taken care of, it will choke out a lot of weeds. Right. It's more important to feed and grow and worry about the weeds afterwards than to kill first and then try to balance this balance of mm-hmm. do I do it at the right time? Do I do it do I do it in summer? Right. 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 So, and I think the thing if you're really new, what what you may not know is that if you put crabgrass preventer down mm-hmm. No grass seed, right. not the kind that you want or the kind you don't right. want. None of that's going to germinate. Right. So, so you'll in effect sterilize the ground and prevent the grass right. seed that you bought 
from Germany. Exactly. So you so you can't do them in the same spot. Right. Last week, you know, last week we met, I mentioned that the crab crabgrass is the demon that everybody blames. Right. So that's what we call the bag crabgrass yeah. preventer, but it's a seed germination stopper. Yeah. And that it's, it doesn't discern what kinds of seeds. Right. So that includes grass seed. Yeah. So any kind of seeds you were trying to get to grow in your lawn. They won't work either. Yeah. It's not going to not gonna work very well. That crabgrass preventer makes like a vapor barrier mm-hmm. in that top inch of soil. And any seeds that, that attempt to germinate are going to get halted right Absolutely. there. So you really can't do both. So I'm glad you asked. Uh, so you either have to totally avoid the area that you're seeding. You can't put the crabgrass preventer mm-hmm. on that area. Or, you know, the, the, the mat, mat's probably exactly right and maybe you should just seed right. and fertilize set your lawnmower blade up higher mm-hmm. and 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 let's worry about that first and we'll deal with crabgrass a different time right okay so uh, here's another really good one um, I have quite a bit of moss growing in the shady parts of my yard uh, and uh, both in the landscape beds and in the lawn and in the sidewalk uh, and and I'm not sure exactly how to stop that and and for people that uh, that are from Idaho you're just saying what moss right I mean it, that that does happen down in the north end <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's a few areas in Canyon County where I live it's not a thing right <laughs> we've never heard of that yeah but, I mean moss is uh, a pro you know moss can just kind of creep up. It's like you said, usually it's in a shady area. There's an mm-hmm. excess of moisture where it's not burning out. But moss itself is pretty easy to take care yeah. of. Um, uh, anything with iron in it will mm-hmm. really help. We have a couple different options for that. If you swing by the store, there's some for your lawn, there's some for your landscape. Mm-hmm. We even have stuff that'll take moss off your roof. Right. But there are also products that do multiple things. And one of the great things about some of our uh, organic herbicides. Yeah. They kill broadleaf weeds are iron-based, and those mm-hmm. really work on moss as well. Okay, so if you've got moss, come see Matt at Federal Way. He's got all kinds of things, exactly. really all the stores. But since you're here, Matt, right. I, I am the Rolling Stone. So. <laughs> we'll send him your way. So if you're one of those unfortunate people and you got moss, it's definitely uh, one of those things that you can deal with pretty easily. Uh, okay, so here's another one. Um, I want to plant a vegetable garden this year, um, and uh, she talks about how she hasn't had tremendous luck, uh, but but she's wondering about, um, are, are there any tips? Is there a best place in my yard to put a garden box? I mean, how, how, do, how, how do people site locate? Right. The, I mean, the, the first thing when planning a garden is location. It's, right. it's it, probably, probably first, second, and third, because mm-hmm. uh, you got to see what kind of space you have different vegetables and different plants require different space you know yeah accommodations and so that's the the that's the biggest thing is what you want to grow um there's a lot of things that grow vertically that you can kind of put in rows closer together but you get your squashes and Mm -hmm. things that kind of just spread out you need a lot of room for just those right and and and, you know we talk about sun shade yeah some things require shade some things require as much sun as you can give them right and i and i think if i if i was going to make a general recommendation to somebody i would just say uh if you've got an all shade garden you're going to be very limited and 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 you know you got some herb options Mm -hmm. and 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 you got you know some some spinach type Mm -hmm. options uh in the early part of the season but if you don't if you've got a really super shaded backyard uh uh, you know you're just there's some things just you're not going to be able to do absolutely plants need sunlight right like they need light it's it's essential for what they do you know most plants need 
six you know hours minimum of right. some some sunlight to get going and doing what they're supposed to be doing so what's a plant look like matt if it just doesn't have enough sun i mean if we got enough fertilizer and we got our water right but they just doesn't have enough sun it, i mean it's going to be it's going to be it, it might be discolored it's yeah. going to be a little shriveled it's going to be it's just going to be shorter comparatively mm-hmm. to everything else and and you know vice versa we talk about like too much shade or there's too much sun too yeah and that's the other option that's why there's shade cloth you know mm-hmm. you can build the filter for yourself right and uh and so that that's really what it is is it we can work one way where you pick the area and we can pick the plants to go in that area or you can pick the plants you want we can tell you how to best accommodate those plants right all right that's i think that's super good advice so so let's switch and talk about yellow jackets, Matt. So uh, this particular person is asking, you know, they hate yellow jackets mm-hmm. um, and somebody in their family always gets stung. Is there anything they can do to prevent yellow jackets instead of waiting until somebody gets stung and then getting revenge? The best thing to do is get a trap that attracts the queens. Okay. You gotta get it out early. You know, we we carry one the Y the the Y brand traps. Mm-hmm. They're specifically for attracting the queen. And if you get it up early, and you can get the queen, you won't have a colony that will sting you. Right. Like you got to get the queen first because everybody follows the queen. You you know what I, what what people don't know that that queen overwinters, mm-hmm. so she hides like up in the fence or or in the cracks of a tree or or in a shed or Mm -hmm. you know something like that and then she emerges on those first few warm days um and and she starts laying eggs and then takes care of those in that first hatch all those guys do is build the nest and help her make more babies and it's the second generation of the ones that began going out scavenging for 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 your picnic stuff you know getting in your soda or trying to pull your 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 nephew that (laughs) nephew that gets stung right right and and they get they get more aggressive so the one queen might have a might have a thousand workers in her 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 colony Mm -hmm. but if you could catch her with that pheromone trap right at the very beginning of the season it's really uh, you're saving so many Mm -hmm. possible stings right there's like like most of what we do in being successful is preparation let's get out in front of it you know we just referenced it with where what where you're gonna plant your lawn where you're gonna plant your garden pass it the same way let's get out in front let's get take care of the problem before it's a problem so that that y trap You've never seen anything like it. If you haven't ever no. tried one of those things, that th- those first few yellow jackets that you catch are bigger than anything you've ever seen Absolutely. in a pig. I mean, they are they're like thirty percent bigger. Right. I mean, these are huge ones, and you might just catch four or five, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But you got to start early, right? Absolutely, and right. it has to be with a pheromone trap. With a pheromone trap. Okay, we'll be back after this break. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and the average last frost date in the Treasure Valley varies depending on who you talk to. But this year, with the weather we've been having, and both the current and extended forecasts predicting zero chance of frost, it's time to plant pretty much everything, including lots of varieties of tomatoes and peppers, and all of your favorite garden crops like cucumbers, rhubarb, lettuce, onions, broccoli, watermelons, and tons of herbs. We even have berry plants like strawberries, blueberries, and more. And of course, tons of annual flowers and perennial 
Daniels too. And all 13 Zamzos are fully stocked and then some, with everything you could possibly want to plant. As for me, I'm planting my entire garden this week, and the sooner you start, the sooner you'll be enjoying fresh fruits and vegetables from the garden. Oh, and if you're looking for beautiful hanging baskets, our best selection of the year is in stock now through Mother's Day, so come get yours now. 13 stores to serve you, including Meridian, just under the big yellow water tower. Nobody knows like Zanzos. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo's Garden Show. Matt Mastin and I are taking all of the, the frequently asked questions from the previous pre-recorded shows, and we're kind of working through them one after another. If you have questions, uh, please send them to us on Facebook or at zamzos.com, and we promise we'll get to them in a, in a future show. On this particular show, we aren't taking any live calls, uh, but, but, uh, but we're, we're going through all these really interesting topics, and it's, it's spurring some great conversations. So great to have Matt here because not only uh, does he know a lot, but he also gets a lot of these questions Absolutely. in the store directly. So, so you uh, you have your own take on these things. So I, I so, appreciate you letting me rehearse with customers before I get here. <laughs> <laughs> He's got years of, of rehearsal, <laughs> so that's fantastic. All right, so let's get into some bug specific questions as things are starting to warm up um, and and. Uh, and the, the bugs are starting to become a problem. You may not see all these bug problems just yet, uh, but but they'll be coming. So it's good good information in advance. So the one customer writes, I have a couple of big trees in my front yard, and every year they drip little droplets of sap on my car, and they're really hard to get off. Please help. Uh, so not any indication about what kind of trees, but it doesn't That's really right. matter. Yeah, we, we know. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I would start with is it's not sap. Right. It's a uh, something that we affectionately call honeydew. Yes. It's actually the droppings of the aphids feeding on your tree. So this is aphid poop. Aphid poop. Yeah. It's nice and <laughs> sticky because um, they suck the sugars out of your right. plants. Um, but yeah, so like when you have your car parked underneath it and it comes out. That's yeah. Have fun, <laughs> have fun with that visual. As <laughs> it's not as lucky as bird poop, right? Um, but uh, luckily, there's some easy fixes for it. Um, we 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 have a, a couple products together that we call our one-two punch, right. just because they work both preventatively and to strengthen your plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always start talking about Thrive. Right, I mean, Thrive is the best product we make, in my opinion. Um, it feeds the it feeds the soil. It feeds the plant. It makes them stronger. The cellular walls of the plant itself are stronger, making it more resistant to those insects. Mm-hmm. But when you couple that with our tree and shrub systemic product, that just make it's an aminoclopride product that gets inside the inside your tree, and anything that tries to suck or gnaw or bite on that tree will ingest that pesticide and it'll die. Right. And so while your tree is strengthening itself, being fed by the Thrive. It's got a little immunity shield right. that prevents anything from doing any more damage while it's taken into effect. I think that's that's uh, it's a really unique product in that with a huge tree mm-hmm. like that, a lot of people are intimidated. They say, well, I have to call a tree service because right. there's no way I can spray up that mm-hmm. high, but this product doesn't need to be sprayed. Right. It's a, it's a drench that you're going to put right at the base of your tree. Now, it does take a little bit of time. You know, We say usually about 12 to 18 inches a day, so a large tree will take that much longer. Um, but the other benefit of it is you only have to do it once a year. Right. Right. So if so, you do it now, 
you don't have to worry about it till next year. But if you, but if your tree's forty feet tall, right? Then then really, if you're trying to prevent it from dripping on your car at all, then then early season you, right. you need to get your thrive on it, and you got to get that tree and shrub. As on. soon as the ground isn't frozen, let's start putting liquid in there. Okay, and then you can do it anytime. I mean, it, right. if you if you don't even uh, notice that dripping, you mm-hmm. can do it later. It's just to prevent it. Exactly. You, you like to get on the front side, so right. that's thrive and and, and, and tree our and tree and shrub systemic. And you know, a lot of people will get into the habit of just every fall because then you don't have to worry about the bugs doing damage while the systemic is taking effect because they're not usually active in late fall right okay very good well so so if we transition then uh, there's another question here that's that's related to that which is you know i love roses mm-hmm. um and uh but but aphids are a problem and and uh you know what do i do right uh and the luckily you know the roses themselves are built they're a shrub yeah it's a shrub so the, and it's called tree and shrub <laughs> right. it'll take care of it like roses are gorgeous and they smell great but they are temperamental yeah and uh really susceptible to disease and insect because of that temperamentality so tree and shrub works on it great too like we there's a lot of rose specific products mm-hmm. that draw the eye and you're like oh i've got roses i need the thing that says rose they're built very structurally similar to other shrubs yeah so if we can just get that year long and the other thing is most rose specific products four six maybe eight weeks longevity instead of that year that you're getting with the tree and shrub right i I think that a thing that always drives me crazy about those combination products Mm -hmm. is well, a lot of people don't understand, you know, fertilizer plays a major role mm-hmm. in aphids and what causes aphids. And, and if, you, if you've got a fertilizer that causes a flush of, of real fast, growth. you know, succulent growth, that cell wall is really thin. Absolutely. And, and an aphid likes to scrape the cell wall and suck the juice out. Mm-hmm. So really fast succulent growth actually makes the the rose really good food for an aphid Mm -hmm. so so they'll put a fertilizer that causes the thin cell wall together with a pesticide that kills the bug and and that that's their solution where Mm -hmm. i I like your approach better right well at that end whenever you're using a chemical fertilizer it's forcing growth whether it wants to or not and that creates a stress and if your plant is stressed their immune system is stressed. Everything about them is stressed. Everything is more susceptible to disease. Stress is, well, we want, hey, we, we try to eliminate stress in our lives. Right. The plants can't do anything about it. We're forcing stress on them, and that's when things happen. You know, I, I, the, the other thing that's fascinating, I think, about aphids is when uh, an aphid lands on your plant, mm-hmm. it has the ability to lay an egg that can hatch and lay an egg that can hatch and lay an egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, the babies of the babies of the babies of the babies are pregnant. Right. And within hours, they can have multiple generations, mm-hmm. right? So so if you walk by a rose that has very few aphids on it, maybe just one or two, the reality is it's not that you just lucked out in that one 10-minute point that just happened to not having them be exploding right. it's that that's not a particularly good food source so exactly. there may be a few aphids there but if you walk by and the rose is being completely decimated the real message is there's a thin cell wall mm-hmm. and and those babies are having babies that are right. having babies because your rose is good food right. insect disease they're all predators they feed on the weak so 
make your rose bush stronger than your neighbors, right. and then they'll go there. Right. Oh, and the and um another great thing, like we you know we're talking about the the great aspect of the tree and shrub. It is synthetic. Yeah. Let's you know we address that. We do have lots of organic natural options. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love ladybugs. You yeah. know, like let's let's like once the weather starts to turn up a little bit, ladybugs love to eat aphids. It's probably their favorite thing to right. eat. So let's do it. You and know? we and we will have aphids. Yep. Are they in yet? Are they Yeah, we actually Fedway just got some uh ladybugs in. Uh it's a local company, Garden City Ladybugs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. I mean, one, they, they're cool, you know, like I, yeah. ladybugs are awesome. Um, but they do a lot of the work for you, you know? And then, man, they'll eat, they'll just eat yeah. them like crazy. Right. And there are a lot of insects that will prey on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, uh, but aphids is, uh, I mean, uh, w- one of those things that you really can find a predatory mm-hmm. insect mm-hmm. and, and they're readily available. Uh, so what about if I use tree and shrub either on my tree or, or on my rose bushes, am I killing other things, bees and other stuff? No. Yeah. Uh, luckily those, those, insects aren't feeding on the tree or right. the plant itself so as long as they're not feeding on the actual tree or shrub they're not ingesting any of that pesticide right so they're there we're good to go it's only hurting the things that you want to hurt and it's not hurting the things you don't want okay so how do i put it on i mean I, I, w- what are we using we again we don't need to spray like we said with the tree we're mm-hmm. using a drench what about roses do i need to spray them or are you using no, a it's, drench? it's still a drench right at the base uh it's uh i believe it's a an ounce a half ounce for every two feet of, two or three feet of height bigger the bush obviously the more the more you're going to need the trees are an ounce for every inch of circumference so, okay um you know but that's less than you think a gallon of that product will treat almost a f- almost a 42 inch across yeah tree. right like a bigger trees than we have right, right. So, most of the time right exactly yeah right so so it's economical and it's easy mm-hmm. uh okay all right so we're uh we're making our way through this list this is a pre-recorded show uh and and uh matt maston from the federal way store is here and we're taking all of your questions from previous shows and working our way through them if you have additional questions that you'd like us to answer please send them to facebook uh or or to zamzos.com i'm joss zamzo your host and and we'll be right back after the break uh you're listening to the zamzos garden show on news talk kboi the zamzos garden show will be back right here on news talk kboi hi this is callie zamzo here with my daughter Raphael, who has some tips for other daughters on what to give their moms this mother's day thanks mom it's become a tradition in the treasure valley to give your mom a beautiful hanging basket from zamzo's and this year we have an incredible selection with multiple varieties of flowers oh and don't worry mom you're getting one this year why thank you rafi i'm impressed with your planning but wait there's more more because you've been such a good mom i'd like to get you something extra to go with your hanging basket like a new pair of garden gloves i'd love Or some new pruners. Always a great gift. Or a new wild bird feeder. Could certainly use another. But I know how much you love hanging baskets. And since Zamzos has such a huge selection this year, maybe I'll just get you two. Why, thanks, Rafi. Why are you being so generous this year? Are you angling for a bigger allowance? Maybe. Or since you're going to get your license this summer, a car? How about both? Rafi. Well, just like you say about our hanging baskets, go big or go home. Nobody knows like Zamzos. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
Good morning. We're uh, in our next segment here of Frequently Asked Questions. Matt Maston from the Federal Way Store and I are ripping through all of your questions from the last few weeks. Uh, this is a pre-recorded show, so if you have further questions, you know we'll get to them, but, but email them to us either uh, uh, at zamzos.com or on Facebook, and we'll get to them in a future show. Uh, but, but we're talking about a wide range of things, uh, uh, from, from lawn questions to bug questions, problems and all the rest of that but but let's continue on we're earlier in the, in the previous section we were talking about aphids and some other things like that uh, uh i i've got a question that's related here that that says every year my peonies and um and uh, lilacs get some sort of a a, a cut edge around uh, and they're wondering what's that is that uh, leaf cutter bees or what is causing that that edge to be cut around their plants usually usually what you'll notice is little half moon kind of bite marks along the outside right. like like you know it's very decorative looking uh -huh. but um it's usually a root weevil you okay know, they're, they're eating away at the leaves it's one of the biggest the easiest indicators for us yeah and it's um a very common problem so no you're not alone <laughs> no you're not alone <laughs> right but um with those because the way they're eating at your plant you have to use something systemic right you gotta get some you gotta get inside that plant and make it immune you know we we talked about the tree and shrub with the roses mm -hmm. and your trees perfect perfect product for your for like any any ornamental really as long as you're not eating anything off of it right go for it so now here's something that that has happened in the past that i think is important clarification for people is you, we, we've had customers they say okay well my peonies or my lilacs have you know black vine weevil or, mm -hmm. or whatever the particular case is they come and buy the the product they put it in but the leaves still have that problem right. yeah what's absolutely. going on now well one of the things that we always take, like people come in and they bring us samples of their house plants too. Yeah. When a leaf or something is affected and discolored, that's kind of how that looks. Right. You know, it's about, we want to make sure that the next generation of growth is done right. Right. You know, like you can prune those leaves off once you've got some new growth, but you can't really fix the discoloration or right. regrow those little notches. Yeah, they don't heal like right. skin. They exactly. don't fill back in. Once right. they've been mm -hmm. uh, eaten around on the edges, they don't come back. Right. Well, and the plant itself tries to seal off that wound right. you know, to scab it over so that nothing else can get in and and a way of protecting itself. And so, you've, like I said, it's just about making the next growth happen. Right, so you're you're really doing that one-two punch concept of your roses, mm -hmm. those trees that were dripping sap, lilacs, peonies, anything that that had problems like that mm -hmm. in the past. We're you know we're kind of pre-treating, right. so so that we don't have that issue because once it's happened, there's no going back exactly. to fix it. And you can kill them later, and mm -hmm. and the plant will continue to grow and be healthy, mm -hmm. uh, but but those leaves themselves don't fix themselves. Right, no, that's how that leaf looks. Right, so so. so Another good reason, you know, preventative right. uh, is, a, is a really key factor. Okay, so staying with bugs, uh, uh, this customer writes, I've got three bugs that drive me crazy. Ants, earwigs, and squash bugs, please help. <laughs> so we got a broad range right. there, Matt. Well, the first question, if we let's go alphabetically, I guess. All right. Um, for for just because I want to, <laughs> uh, if you've got ants, usually my first question is, where are they? Right. You know, if they're in the house, obviously that's a different thing than we're, what we're dealing with. But if we're talking about garden ants, um, a lot of the are like our Z one product works really well on mm -hmm. ants in the garden. 
Um, it's just a way to kind of take care of them. I've always felt like ants are more of an aesthetic nuisance than yeah. any actual damage. Um, they do a lot of soil movement and things like that, and they they do some fixing of old material, yeah. leaf material, and all of that. So there is a benefit to ants as long as they're not in your house and right. trying to get on your food. Um, earwigs are fairly similar. You know, mm-hmm. they're more aesthetically displeasing. They're very, they're creepy looking. Yeah, you know, right. You know, unless you put them on your ear and they're an earring. <laughs> um, but they actually eat a lot of insects that we don't like too. So right. there is a benefit to that now. That we've crossed my own personal line into the aesthetically (laughs) displeasing where I want to get rid of them. Right. Um, And usually they're in your vegetable gardens. So we do have some natural products. We have a bug and slug product that works great. It's Mm -hmm. a bait um, so that you never actually, you don't have to spray on them. You can leave the bait out and it just takes care of that. And perfectly safe. You can use it to the day of harvest within your plants. Squash bugs are a little bit more difficult. Okay. Um, Squash bugs are a little bit more difficult. Uh, The one, if you really want to know if you have squash bugs, because you won't see them because they usually come out at night. Right. If you lift up those giant leaves of your pumpkins and and zucchinis and you see a bunch of little amber-colored dots underneath, every one of those is an egg. Right. Just waiting to bother your day. (laughs) Um, And because of that... You have to use a dust. I right. Mean, like, there are other things that claim to take care of squash bugs, but if you want to be effective and just total, it's got to be a dust. Right. Right now, I know you're a big proponent of those rose dusters. Yeah, I, 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 you know, this it's an dust is kind of an old school problem. I mean, there used to be a lot of the pesticides now that are pre mixed, uh, you know, and diluted and whatever. They originally were only available in dust, mm-hmm. and and uh, and a duster. Uh, what we call a duster is is actually a, a device that's designed to to really poof that really fine dust for underneath the leaves and and I think uh, regardless of the pesticide uh, you, you if you have the option of a dust or a spray a dust properly applied will always outperform the exact same active ingredient in a spray mm-hmm. but it has to be applied with a duster. Right. So these are they're usually on the bottom shelf of the chemical wall. Nobody really knows what they were, uh, you know, prior to that. But but if you've got a duster and you have access to a dust, I mean, even things like diatomaceous earth, Absolutely. which which is an all natural uh, uh, product. It, it, I I I love diatomaceous earth, but I tell people. If you won't use a duster, don't bother. Right. Don't even buy it because it won't work if you don't have a duster. But if you have a duster, magically, mm. this all-natural product does a great job of controlling bugs. So you're saying dust your squash bugs Absolutely. Uh, 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 to get them. And, and, right. and It's just a way to coat the whole plant. It also is because you have to get on the underside of those leaves, the dust is the easiest way to kind of just coat that up. Because if you spray a liquid, it's just going to drip right off before it actually takes effect. So people that are old school, that have, that have gardened for a long time, uh, they they always recognize seven, right? They say, "Oh, squash bugs is seven is what mm-hmm. you use for that." But seven's not seven anymore, is it? Nope, it's not. They've uh, <laughs> in the in, in, in the world changes and uh, right. the the chemicals change too. And some some of it is to be safer. Some of it is to be more cost effective. Mm-hmm. Seven's not quite what it used to be, <laughs> right? right? Um, it's still called seven. It's though. still called seven, not spelt like the number seven, though, right? Remember? But luckily, we do have a product called eight. And but we also but diatomaceous <laughs> earth is actually my favorite. Yeah, like it's an organic. Like if you have squash plants. Hopefully you're planning on eating them. Yeah. And so why not be natural and just as effective? Right. But you got to use a duster. Please use a du- It's like 
a sifted powder sugar tastes better. Yeah. It just does. I don't care what you're You can't tell me. Sifted powder sugar tastes better. Yeah, I'm with you. Dust in the duster, it just works much, much better. I'm with you. And then, and then you know, just a side note about diatomaceous earth. It's not very effective when it gets wet, right? So when it gets wet, uh, I, I don't know the, the chemistry, but I but I understand that that uh, it's almost like the, the, you know, diatomaceous earth is made of, individual diatoms that that uh, like sharp pieces of glass right. uh, that that will literally cut the bodies of the bugs but if it mm. gets wet it's almost like the glass lays flat exactly. and it isn't as effective until it's dry again uh, and so so you know if you applied diatomaceous earth mm. and then everything got it rained really hard you really need to come it, back it clumps together it's like yeah. it's, it's kind of what you're saying where the glass is reformed into a bottle right you know like right. hey, the bottle's not cutting you until it's broken again. right until it gets broken off your forehead again right <laughs> right, right right that's what, what my dad would say when you were talking and you should have been listening right <laughs> that's exactly. when you get a beer bottle exactly. broken over your forehead that's true, that's true. <laughs> so he's only he's only done that to me once so. right right i wonder how dad knows <laughs> about that but anyway moral of the story is we're talking about garden pests in a pre-recorded show Matt Masson and I are, are taking all of your questions. Please send uh, more to us at Facebook or zamzos.com and we'll get to them in the future. But but for today, we're all pre-recorded. Uh, you're listening to the Zamzos Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and when the sun came out, the bugs came out. At least in my yard, I noticed tons of yellow jackets and ants everywhere. But what a lot of people don't know is the first two generations of yellow jackets are the queen and her first generation of workers. They're not bothering your barbecue, at least not yet, because they're busy building their nest, where hundreds if not thousands of yellow jackets will hatch and really wreak havoc on your barbecue later this summer. But if you trap the queen now using one of our special yellow jacket traps from Zamzos, you can literally break the cycle before it happens. Our traps also attract the workers who build the nest. So once the queen and workers are captured, there are no more nests. And if you have ants, Zamzos has multiple solutions that really work for both inside and outside your home. So enjoy the warm weather with your family and pets without ants or yellow jackets with the right products and expert advice from Zamzos. Nobody knows like Zamzos. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the final segment of the Zamzo's Garden Show. Matt Mastin and I are taking all of your frequently asked questions, and then we're churning out the answers for you. This is a pre-recorded show, so if you have further questions, please send them to us at Facebook or at zamzos.com, and we'll get to them in a future show. But in the meantime, let's let's continue down our list here, Matt, uh, and see if we can get to all these things. Uh, uh, one customer writes, I've got dogs, and Lucky. I've got... <laughs> I've got spots in my yard where they've dug mm -hmm. and spots in my yard where they've burnt it with dog urine. Absolutely. What do I do? Well, uh, <laughs> one, what kind of dogs do you have? No, right. that's usually the first question is what right. kind of dogs do you have? Um, but uh, so the spots where they've dug up, it really is about repairing those spots. Mm -hmm. You know, a little, a little grass seed goes a long way. We sell repair kits. We've got everything that you need right. to, to get those going. The dog urine burns are a little bit more complicated, but but still sim simple in a way. Mm -hmm. um, what most people don't realize is those are, those urine burns are not because the urine is acidic. Like right. not, it's a nitrogen burn. Right, the right. way they process 
protein mm-hmm. and turns it into a fertilizer. And so it's like dumping your entire bag of fertilizer on that spot. Mm-hmm. And the best way is to treat the dog, not right. not the grass. Um, there's not something that you can put on your grass that fit, will make it immune to those right. burns. Um, we actually have something called Spot Be Gone, mm-hmm. appropriately named, um, which are treats that you feed your dog um, to kind of negate that problem. Right. You know, our Enzyme also helps with that. Uh, it does take about three to five weeks, depending on the size of the dog. So if right. you've got big dogs like me, I'll see you in a month. You know, right, and we'll right. see that effect. Um, and that's the way it kind of helps negate that problem. It usually happens with female dogs a little yeah. bit more than male dogs. And that and that's because they're typically squatting in one spot. Exactly. So the concentration is bigger. It, exactly. It, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the hormones. Right, right, right. Like yeah, just the, the, the manifestation of it all. Right. Um, but in the meantime, while you're hoping that those the, the spot beyond right. takes effect you can use thrive to kind of neutralize mm-hmm. that in that that um over nitrogen in the soil um it's just a great way to just i mean it's you don't want to like follow your dog and instead of wiping its butt you're pouring right, thrive right, in that right. spot but it's a great way to go you know thrive is uh it helps right re-nutrify and as long as that grass isn't dead mm-hmm. thrive is going to bring it back right like, it's going to make it green it's going to bring it back you know, I love throwing it on everything. So. Sure. So, you know, the other thing that's kind of interesting, I think a lot of people don't think about when they think about urine burns, is you taught your dog to go outside to the bathroom. You can also teach your dog to go to the bathroom in a certain area outside. Absolutely. And and so it's the same process that you did with the puppy mm-hmm. where you, you know, uh, uh, you, there's so many different techniques. Ring but, the bell so right, I know you want right. to go outside. But, but we have a, a, a pee post, which right. is a little uh, stake that you stick in the ground and it has a, a pheromone Absolutely. and so what you would do is you would take your dog on leash when you go to let him outside instead of just letting him go right in the lawn you walk immediately over toward the pee post like treat in pocket or treat mm-hmm. in hand when they smell the pee post use the bathroom you know in the gravel area or over in the bark where there's mm-hmm. a, a plant that you care about or the grass then, you don't like right and then you're giving them a treat right and right. and and you're teaching them over a period of, of a week or 10 days mm-hmm. to start going to the bathroom in an area that's okay and then long term you you solve that absolutely and i know i'm gonna jump in here yeah i know this is a garden show please send us more dog and pet questions like it's it's the other half of our passion please help us right we love to answer those questions as well absolutely we're thrilled to have them okay so then here's another question that i love uh i love bees and what types of things can i do in my yard and garden to to help protect bees. Right. Um, well, if we're protecting, the best piece of advice that we can give is anytime you have to spray something, even if it is something that would harm bees, if you sprayed it on them, right? Spray early in the morning before they're active, before they're out. Um, but spray early in the morning. It's usually the best time to spray anyway. Right. It's you know watering is best done in the morning. Mm-hmm. Spraying pesticides are best done in the morning. So that's the best thing that you can do when applying things that you can't get around. Right. Apply, you know, planting pollinator plants is a great way. I mean, they're, they usually bloom pretty. Like they'll, yeah. they're attracted. Same things that would attract us to it, they're going to attract the bees too. And I think that's something that when people are saying, okay, we want a tree for the front yard. Like it's one level to, to to say, okay, I want it to be, you know, red leaves in the fall, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if if a lot of people give thought to, oh my gosh, if I plant this 
particular crab apple, mm-hmm. uh, this thing is going to be full of buzzing bees, and I'm going to be providing a lot of pollen, Absolutely. just serving as food for them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting twist that if you love bees, you actually plant things in your yard that bees love too. Absolutely, yeah. The, I mean, the, there's flower mixes that are specifically for that. Right. Anything that's got the pollen and flowers, they're going to come to it. Right. And you know, it, it's it's all about. We think about the ecosystem and. That's a broad term. Like we have our ecosystem in our own yard, mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, in our community. And, you know, and like buying local honey is a great way. Those are the experts that are just they're they're affecting the most bees possible. Yeah. So let's support those people. So so let's go let's go let's let's not skip past that one. Because I, I think this is this is a particularly a powerful thing. You, you, the the people that are raising local honey. They are bee experts, absolutely, and they are going to have a, you know, exponential effect mm-hmm. on the bee population right. of our valley if they're supported properly. And it's not that big a deal if you're at the f- farmers markets mm-hmm. or or even we have a local ho- honey at Zamzos. Yeah, they're, they're based out of uh, Greenleaf, yeah. right? But buy honey from Idaho beekeepers right. uh, because they are doing more to support bees than than anything else mm-hmm. you can do. And, and it usually tastes better. And it tastes, tastes better. better. So so uh, so that's one of those really cool things. You love bees. Don't spray during the day. You know, spray first thing in the morning. Plant a lot of crops mm-hmm. that, that provide uh, flowers. Consider leaving a few dandelions and a few yes. clover in your lawn because they love that. Dandelions are the first thing that bees will use. So if you can hold off on getting rid of – if you can hold your HOA away right, <laughs> until other right. things bloom, let those dandelions kind of get to that point. Right. Okay, so uh, next question. Uh, I've used Thrive for years, love Thrive, but I noticed you have a new product called Chicken Soup, but it looks a lot like Thrive. What's the difference? Well, Chicken Soup for the Soil is, it does have a Thrive base. Right. You know, uh, it's kind of like Thrive Plus in, yeah. in a certain sense. It's got it's got a great nutrient pack because of alfalfa meal mm-hmm. and some other things that we've worked into it. Some people ask me, you know, which one do you use on what? Right. Well, you can use either one of them on anything that you want to. That's sure. the beauty of either one of them. Because of the nutrient pack and punch of the chicken soup for the soil, I like to reserve that for the things that we're eating. You yeah. know, our fruits, our vegetable gardens, our herbs, our you know even our flowers where the growing season is shorter. Mm-hmm. But you can use either one of them on absolutely anything, and right. you will love the results. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you a question, Josh. Sure. Since we're talking about things that we're eating. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions about table grapes and okay. why we can't get them, why we can't find them. Why won't you buy me table grapes to sell to people? <laughs> so, so I love this question, Matt. That here is the reality about table grapes in Idaho. Uh, in order to sell table grapes here in Idaho, the grapes have to be raised and certified here in Idaho. Okay. And uh, the hardest part is there aren't enough people who want table grapes for somebody to start a farm to raise oh, to enough, only grow right yeah. to only grow table grape stock and and so the the reality is there's a lot of table grapes available but they're not legal for us to sell here in the state of idaho because mm. we're trying to keep disease out so right. you would never want to buy some online and bring them here or you could introduce a disease that that could be devastating uh so the, those state those states uh, that have those, they're they're supposed to not sell them to you right. here anyway. But that's the big problem. It's it's we we would love to have them 
them too, uh, but but we uh, we're just at this spot where we can't we don't have a grower at this time that raises enough table grapes so that we can sell them here in the state of Idaho. We run, so into, that, we run into that with garlic, I think too. Yeah, like, I think it's the same. They won't give us from out of state, right? Yeah, so you have to sense. have seed uh, seed stock that's raised here so that it doesn't bring disease into our our wine grapes and whatnot here, and and so it's regulated. That's don't mess with our wine grapes. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. Well, I I want to take a moment to to say thank you, Matt. I I really appreciated you doing a couple of shows with me here, sure. uh, going through all these questions, and I think we've we've helped an awful lot of people. Please uh, ask more questions. We, right. we want to help more. Send us more questions. Send us more pet-related Absolutely. questions. We'll get to all of it at a future show. And and uh, and if you have any specific questions, pop over and see Matt at, at the Federal Way Store or any of our 13 Zamzos. You've been listening to the Zamzos Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and early May is the ideal time to plant or reseed a new or existing lawn. And right now, we're seeing a lot of customers with dead spots in their lawn that they want to fix. Well, if this sounds like you, come see us at Zamzo's. We carry our own special blends of grass seed, which were designed to do well in our area. In fact, our Zamzo's custom blend has three types of seed and does well in both cool and hot weather. We also have a special mix for shady and play areas, and even a drought-tolerant blend that saves water. Remember, buying an annual grass seed that won't come back next year, or one designed to work in another climate, is not going to fix your problem. Plus, all Zamzo's grass seeds are available both by the bag or in bulk, so you save money by buying only what you need. So whether the dead spots in your lawn were caused by a lack of water, insects or disease, or the family dog, Zamzo's has the seed and everything else you need. So if you're planting grass seed, plant it now with help from us at Zamzo's. Nobody knows like Zamzo's.